the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. We are now seven days away from the midterm elections. Great to have you with us today. And we have a jam-packed program for you. Uh, Check out this lineup of people here. We've got Senator Ted Cruz on the way, Pastor Robert Jeffress, our good buddy Matt Towery, who is one of the top political analysts and pollsters in the country. Uh, Former Senator Rick Santorum is going to be here, and uh, David Bossi, who was uh, on the channel yesterday, Fox News Channel. Uh, David is president of Citizens United, and uh, we're going to be talking about the midterms. A lot going on, a lot of new polling data coming out. And it is shaping up to be a very, very good day for Republicans in America. And uh, we'll share all that intel with you throughout the program. Uh, Go ahead and write down our telephone number. You're going to need this if you plan on calling in today, 844-747-8868. Again, that is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, we're starting with a rather weird story, and it's only because we're going to be so jam-packed. If I don't get this story out today, right now, at this moment, we're not going to have time to get to it. And it's a very important story and one you need to be aware of. Now, I, I know that we have talked for a very long time about the cancel culture mob on this radio program. Yours truly uh, was attacked by the cancel culture mob when I worked at Fox News Channel. These radicalized, uh, these radicalized uh, folks in the Hispanic Journalism Association, uh, they went after me at Fox News. They wanted me fired from Fox News because I dared to call out what was happening at the border. I was one of the first national journalists to point out that what was happening at our border was, in fact, a full-scale invasion. And at the time, a lot of people weren't using that kind of terminology. And as a result of that, I was sort of uh, out there by myself uh, on, a, on, a life, on a life raft. And um, at the end of the day, Fox decided not to renew my contract because I insulted the illegal aliens. And that's ultimately why uh, Fox News decided, you know what, we're not going to renew the contract. And here I am talking to you on more radio stations, and we have a larger audience than we had when I was at Fox. But this is not about me. This cancel culture mob is going after everybody. 
And one of those individuals happens to be in the state of Tennessee. Her name is Casey Funderburg. She was a sideline reporter for the University of Tennessee Volunteers, the football team. She was also a reporter for the Vol Network, the Volunteer Network. And she was very good at her job from all indications. What is she, 26 years old? And she's out there. She's living her dream. She's worked all of her life, her 26 years, to be a sports reporter, a sports journalist. Well, anyway, on uh, Fridays, on Friday, they announced that there was going to be a, that there was going to be a, basically a blackout at the football game for the Halloween game. And what did that mean? Well, the team was wearing uh, these dark uniforms with the dark visors, and the idea was to go dark mode against uh, Kentucky. Very intimidating. And so anyway, some guy who likes to troll people on uh, social media, and ESPN's been suckered by this guy. A lot of folks have been suckered by this guy, and he suggested that the that the Tennessee fans should blacken their faces for the dark mode game. In other words, they should go blackface. Well, Casey Funderburg saw the tweet, and she went after the guy. And she said, oh, this is disgusting. How dare you? You shouldn't be saying something like this. Uh, this is bad. And, and she rebuked the guy and called him out. Well, it wasn't too long after that when people started going after Casey Funderburg's previous tweets. And they went all the way back to the year of our Lord, 2013, and the year of our Lord, 2014, and they discovered that Casey Funderburg actually used racist language on her social media pages. And uh, faster than you can say lickety-split, we found out that Miss Funderburg no longer works at the University of Tennessee. Her name has been scrubbed off the website. There is no mention. It's as if Casey Funderburg never existed. And, of course, the Knoxville newspaper, which is owned by Gannett, a trash organization and a crap newspaper, they were going full-blown, let's attack Casey Funderburg, and they shared the screenshots that showed in 2013 and 2014 that um, that she was using these racial slurs. I'm not going to repeat the language. It's horrible language. I'm not arguing that at all. But here's my question. Are we really living in a society where – are we really living in a society where something you write as a teenager could destroy the rest of your life. Is that the kind of society that we're wanting here, ladies and gentlemen? I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. So Casey Funderburg used the N-word. It was not the full-blown version. It was the version that appears in the, uh, the rap music and, and the modern vernacular of, of today, of society. Um, I'm again. I it's an appalling word. I you shouldn't be using the word. You shouldn't be tweeting the word. But she did because she was a teenager, and teenagers are stupid. What do you want me to say? Teenagers are stupid. Now I will say this to moms and dads, and hear me on this: If you have a child and your child is on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or Facebook, you need to yank your child off of all those platforms right now and just just erase it all. I mean, I know it's not going to be gone forever because I can go back and dig this stuff up. 
But you need to make sure that your child is not on social media. Kids are going to do stupid, horrible things on social media. No doubt about it. But should that impact them for the rest of their lives? Casey Funderburg, as far as we know, has lived a pretty good and decent life. I don't think she's a, she's not a member of the KKK. She's not a member of the Proud Boys. She's a sideline reporter who was calling some guy out for being a racist. And now she's out of a job. No, we, I, no, I don't know. We, we, I don't know. Is she, was she fired? Was she? Did she resign? I don't know. I've heard two different stories, but the fact of the matter is this young lady no longer has a job. And no doubt it was a dream job. Tennessee Volunteers, number three in the nation right now. But my question is this, and it's very simple. Should something a teenager writes on social media, should that be held against that teenager for the rest of their life? 844-747-8868. It's a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, again, I... I've got a big problem with this because this young lady seems to be a, a pretty good and decent citizen. I, I mean, maybe she is a closet racist. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I've never met her. I don't know her heart, but I, I don't think anybody's seen anything. They had to go all the way back to when she was 14 years old, or rather 17 years old, and she was using this, this sort of language um, within, the, and I don't understand the context all I know is that she used this language. So here's another question for you. So this this person, Casey Funderburg, used this language on social media, all right? That means the rest of her life is ruined, according to society. Well, what about these white kids that are going out there and they're going to the rap concerts or listening to this music that includes the exact same kind of language? Are they, in fact, guilty of breaking the same rule because they paid money to hear those words uttered? I mean, how many times have we seen the uh, the, the white concert goers being called up onto the stage and they're singing along with the lyrics like everybody else, and then they drop that N-word like everybody else, but because they're white, they get ostracized and they get destroyed? Is that fair? Is that right? Look, I know it's 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 an ugly place to be, and it's a lot of people don't want to have this. Kind of, Tom, why are we talking about this? We're talking about it because the cancel culture mob is real. And all I'm saying is you need to make sure your kids are not in a situation where they're listening to music and they're spending money on entertainers who who are using that kind of language, and then your kid gets caught up in all this mess. That's all I'm trying to say here got to be careful. You got to watch your back here, people. And don't be stupid. What Casey Funderburg did when she was, what, 14 years old? Was it racist or was it stupid? I think it was stupid. I don't think she's a racist. But it's an ugly world out there. I was talking with Caleb Park, our managing editor, and he said, we don't need a cancel culture. We need a redemption culture. I think he's got a great point. I mean, are we just going to cancel people simply because of something they did as a child? 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. We'll take your calls on that. Uh, Also, new polling data coming out, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. Looking good for minority voters who are clearly moving to the Republican side of the aisle. We're going to get into that as well. This is the Todd Stern Show.
There's no question, folks. America is hurting. Crime and inflation are out of control. It can be so discouraging, but there is hope. If you're a senior, you remember better than anyone how strong America can be when we work together. And that's why I urge you to join forces with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. AMAC exists to enrich the lives of seniors and uphold freedom for all Americans by fighting for conservative causes. Membership comes with discounts on hotels, restaurants, cell phone service, and much more. And my friend at AMAC offer advisory services on things like Medicare, financial planning, and Social Security. Becoming a member of AMAC is easy, and it only costs $16 a year. Go to amac.us slash starns to sign up today. I'm a proud member of AMAC, and you should be too. Go to amac.us slash starns now. Join millions of other AMAC members receiving unparalleled benefits while we work together to get America back on track. Join AMAC today at amac.us slash starns. That's amac.us slash starns. Just saying, if you are a parent, I would not let your... If I had kids, I wouldn't let them on social media. Period. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think it's worth, I don't think it's worth it. The, the risk is too great that your child could... Just think about this. Um, second grade, your kid's in second grade, and you know a lot of these kids now, they've got their own phones. They're doing stuff on TikTok. They could do something in second grade that could destroy their life. I mean, just think about that. It's I know it sounds ludicrous, but it's this is the world we live in right now. 844-747-8868. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. So uh, some brand new polling data out from USA Today. This is the USA Today Suffolk University poll. And again, we you can't you can't take these at face value, but you can glean some information here from this this polling uh, data. Now, in the last midterm elections, that was back in 2018, Democrats destroyed Republicans among black voters. Ninety-two percent of the black vote. Republicans only only garnered about six percent of the black vote. Democrats also, uh, in that same election cycle, they defeated Republicans among Hispanic voters, 72% to 25%. I mean, it was pretty overwhelming. Uh, and that was the data that Pew Research came up with. But now things are changing. And according to this USA Today Suffolk University poll, 40% of Hispanics and 21% of blacks are now backing Republican candidates. That is a massive shift. We're talking about huge numbers. Black support up, get this, 15 points from 6% in the last midterms to 21% now. Hispanic support jumping 15 points to 40%. That's phenomenal. And again, the numbers are going to fluctuate. No doubt about that. We've still got seven days to go. A lot can happen in those seven days. But if these numbers hold, you are looking at a Republican tsunami on Election Day. The key here is getting out the vote. Early voting underway in many states around the nation. Uh, All of our friends in Kansas, you folks, early voting now officially underway in your state. And you just got to get out and do your job, do your civic duty. And if that happens, and if these numbers hold true, then we are going to see a massive, massive victory. The key here, 
the key here is not the Democrats who flip-flop and decide they're going to vote Republicans. You're going to get some of that vote. But the key issue here, independent voters, when you're looking at the at the polling data, and we're going to be going through a lot of this between now and Election Day, you're going to want to pay very close attention to what the independent voters are doing. They're the ones who are going to win this election for the Republicans. And that's what we've got to pay attention to. Uh, also, from our friends over at Media Research Center, got an email from them today. Uh, you might be wondering, well, Todd, you sound so upbeat. You sound so encouraged. How can you how can you be encouraged because we're seeing the news every night and it's it's looking really bad for the Republicans. Well, that is that is true. It does look bad for the Republicans if you watch TV news. And the reason why is they're skewing the coverage. This is from Rich Noyes from Media Research Center, our friends at Newsbusters. Four years ago, TV's midterm coverage hammered Republican candidates with an 88% negative spin while sparing Democrats bad press. This year, Democrats are in charge of the White House, both chambers of Congress, yet a new Media Research Center study of ABC, and we're not they're not talking about the cable news channels. They're talking about ABC, CBS, and NBC Evening News. And they find Republicans are receiving coverage that is 87% negative. That's unbelievable. You say, well, Todd, why is that important? We watch Newsmax. We watch Fox News. We watch CNN, MSDNC. Well, the reality here, folks, is that an overwhelming majority of the nation does not get their news from Fox or Newsmax or CNN or MSDNC. A majority of Americans still get their news every night from ABC, CBS, and NBC. And that's why this should matter. This year's study looked in the same period of time as they did in 2018. The Big Three Evening Newscast aired 115 stories about the midterms, 213 minutes of airtime. Among the key findings in the MRC poll, the networks are not talking about Joe Biden at all. They're giving him a pass. But they're also blasting Republicans. Overall, Democrats, including President Biden, drew 13 positive comments versus 26 negatives. And it's not great, but not nearly as bad as Republicans. So anyway, it's not a surprise. We all know this. We all know the, we all know the drill here, folks. We're talking about the drive-by media. These folks hate conservatives. They hate Republicans. They want to destroy you. Period. So my recommendation is tell your neighbors, tell your friends to watch Newsmax, to watch Fox News Channel, to listen to the Todd Stearns radio program. Look, we're not going to steer you in the wrong direction here. Now, I'm feeling very good, and I do believe we're going to see a red tsunami, but that doesn't mean it's a done deal. Again, a lot of things can happen between now and Election Day, and that's why we have to be diligent. And we've got to get out there. We've got to be talking to people, talking to our neighbors. You folks in Gainesville, Georgia, having lunch over at the Long Street Cafe today. Uh, while you're eating your meat and three, you got to have a conversation. Tell your friends, your buddies, they've got to get out and vote. I mean, when you look at crime in America, that's the issue. It's not even the economy anymore. Crime is the issue. Do you realize in Memphis, Tennessee, what happened just a couple of nights ago? This is unbelievable. A pastor was 
was robbed of his car in the church parking lot while they were having a fall festival. Pastor Fred Tappen, he's running for the state senate. I mean, how how much of a low life do you have to be to steal a preacher's truck from the church parking lot during a fall festival? I'm telling you, it's bad out there, folks. 844-747-8868. That is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. You guys have helped build MyPillow into an incredible company it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to my listeners. Right now, MyPillow is offering exclusive offers on their bed sheets, their six-piece towel set, and even offering an extended 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed now through December 25th will now have an extended money-back guarantee through March 1st. The bed sheets are marked down as low as $29.98, and believe me when I say you will get a great night's sleep in these. Their six-piece towel set made with USA cotton comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths, typically retailed at $89.98, now just $39.98 with my promo code. There is a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-839-8506 and use the promo code STARNS or go to MyPillow.com slash STARNS. That's MyPillow.com slash STARNS and use the promo code STARNS. Now another message from Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. My fellow Republicans, as you know, I have approached the upcoming election with increasing trepidation and anxiety. Because upsetting the delicate balance of power I have in the Senate with a bunch of unknown Trumpists may lead to unknown consequences. To better explain the situation, I've asked Mitt Romney to tell it from his point of view. Thanks, Mitch. Frankly, I've been looking forward to being the majority party in the Senate so I can act independently of the party and popular opinion, working across the aisle in the tradition of John McCain, Judas Iscariot, and Caesar's Brutus to fight climate change, increase regulation, and taxes. Limiting freedom to better serve that, the whole... Uh, that, that's probably enough. We still need some votes. See, folks, unintended consequences may await a majority party that's not quite ready to lead. So please, carefully consider your vote this November. A 50-50 Senate isn't all that bad, considering the alternative... Thank you. This message brought to you by Senator Mitch McConnell and IncontinenceAnonymous.org. <laughs> well, thank you there, uh, Prince of Parody, Paul Shanklin, uh, on, the, on the job. Hey, uh, we have some information, an update now on this uh, bizarre case involving uh, Paul Pelosi and uh, the hammer attack in his home in San Francisco. So here's what you need to understand. Everything the police told you, Everything the mainstream media told you about this, they have now retracted. So we played you yesterday. We had the 911 call 
uh, you heard it for yourself on this program where the officer was saying that Paul Pelosi uh, called the attacker his friend, called him by name, even though he did not know who this individual was. We all heard that with our own ears, right? Well, now they're telling us that's not true. None of that ever happened. But here's what we can tell you. The pro-nudist progressive druggie who attacked Paul Pelosi is, in fact, an illegal alien. Uh, the guy grew up in British Columbia and was was not supposed to be here. He's been living here illegally. Just seems to me, ladies and gentlemen, that if Joe Biden would have done his job, Paul Pelosi would not have been whacked in the head with a hammer, allegedly. So... Again, you're not going to hear the mainstream media talk about this because they want you to believe that this guy, this this raving lunatic, is a right-wing extremist, but he's not. Now, according to new documents, court documents released, they're saying this guy, DePape, was prepared to detain and injure Speaker Pelosi. He had zip ties, tape, rope, and at least one hammer with him when he broke into the house. By the way, where is where is the where's the security footage here? Where is the body cam footage? And according to the police department, they did not turn their body cameras on until after the attack had allegedly taken place. So according to the police department, they received a 911 call and originally they said somebody was there, opened the door. So a third person was there, opened the door, and that's where they saw the two going at it with the hammer, allegedly. Pelosi told the 911 operator that he didn't know who the guy was. Then he said, well, the guy's name is David, and he's a friend of mine. And they were both in their underpants, allegedly. But now, now they're retracting all of those reports. So everything we've been told about this thus far has now been retracted. And now they have a new narrative that this was really about Nancy Pelosi and the guy was trying to reenact January 6, 2.0. That's what they want you to believe. Is anybody buying any of this? No, seriously. Any of you folks actually buy in what they're trying to sell us here? 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Now, here's where it gets interesting. According to the official court documents, which I read last night, there was a witness to all of this, and the witness saw a guy dressed in black carrying a black bag on his back near the Pelosi residence. Now, this witness was working security at another home nearby. May I just ask a question here? Okay, great. So the other home has security. Why did the Pelosi home not have security? Again, third in line to the presidency. And this guy is is reportedly, DePape is reportedly in the hospital. So why is he in the hospital? Police aren't police aren't talking. And now the fact check people are all over this stuff. I mean, they are shutting down websites left and right. So where was the security at the Pelosi household? That's the question nobody wants to, to answer. I mean, that's the same question we asked on Jan January the 6th. Where's all the security at? And now they're telling us that there were sirens. So why were there wh – what's that all about? Why were there sirens? They didn't say that there were sirens to begin with in the original reporting. So all that to say, 
the more the more they release information about this, the more bizarre the whole thing gets. And look, I don't care. Whatever Paul Pelosi was doing in that home, again, was between him, Mr. DePape, and Nancy. That's it. Nobody else really matters. But what concerns me is you've got the mainstream media and you have the Democrats out there trying to portray this guy as if he is Donald Trump's vice presidential running mate and he's a he's an extreme MAGA supporter. It's not true. None of this is true. And the concern is that that kind of fake news puts targets on the backs of everybody else in the conservative movement. Do you believe what they're trying to sell us here, folks? 844-747-8868. That is a toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. From Lexington, Kentucky, comes this story. The Salvation Army in the middle of a big dust-up, a brew-ha-ha, if you will. No, it's got nothing to do with the bell ringers. Not, no, not at all. Turns out there are two Salvation Army leaders in Lexington, Kentucky, and they've been removed from their post because they delivered a sermon that some people were offended by. Major Kevin Shoke and his wife told a recent gathering of Salvation Army members that public schools are forcing students to attend discussions about LGBT issues. Well, actually, that's true. I don't understand what's controversial about that. Very well documented as well. Major Shock, according to local news reports, said educators are trying to turn children away from their families and away from God. Okay, again, very well documented. I, I, I don't understand what all the controversy is about here. Turns out the sermon also addressed some of the big culture war issues of the day, transgenderism and gender identity and critical race theory, and it was broadcast on the live stream on their Facebook page. Well, now uh, this gay rights group in Kentucky has become incredibly, incredibly angry. And they say the sermon that the pastors delivered was disturbing and downright discriminatory. And we're getting word from our sources that the major and his wife have now been removed from leadership within the Salvation Army. You know, the Salvation Army is very sensitive about the whole LGBT stuff. I mean, they do not want to, they don't want to give the slightest impression that they have offended the LGBT world. Well, I've got some news for folks, and I know this may come as a shock to some of you, but the Bible and, and Christianity, Christianity is meant to be discriminatory. There's only one way you can become a Christian. That's it. It's a very narrow, it's a very narrow path, a very narrow door, but there's only one way to get to heaven, according to Christian teachings. So yes, Christianity is in fact discriminatory. They do discriminate. If you're not a Christian, you're not going to get to go to heaven. But there's something else about the gospel message you need to understand, and this is not a sermon, ladies and gentlemen, but the gospel message is going to offend people. That's the whole point. So it's very unfortunate the Salvation Army has done this, but I'm not terribly surprised. So anyway, 844-747-8868. Let's go to the phones, North Carolina. Don on the line. Don, what's what's going on? What you got to say? Uh, I was just going to comment on your Paul Pelosi story and the discrepancies now with the reports and how that contributes to people 
following conspiracy theories. Um, you don't know who to believe. You don't know what's true. And every day there's a different narrative. So it's no wonder that people have got all these wild ideas about what's going on because you can't even trust the news. You, you, you can't trust a police report anymore. It's true. It's true, Don. And because all of the things they told us about this case have now um, either turned out not to be true or they have retracted it. Uh, and now they, I guess everybody wanted to get on the same page here. But, you know, all we're doing is reporting and, and we're, we're very careful in these kinds of situations because there is a lot of fake news out there and you want to make sure you get it right. So we've been quoting from the local TV stations and the police department itself. And now it turns out they were all supposedly wrong. How can that be? How can it be that when you hear it from the horse's mouth, hear it from the gospel, that 24 hours later they change the story? It's a great question. I mean, it really is, Don, and it does lead to what you said. It leads to a lot of people talking about conspiracy theories, uh, what was really going on in that household, who was with Paul Pelosi when he got caught when he got caught in the DUI and the accident that injured somebody. I mean, there are a lot of questions that have yet that have yet to be explained. And then to come back and say, well, everything we told you was not true. Here's what really happened. Uh, yeah, my eyebrows are raised on that one. You know, certain occupations are held to a higher standard. They're, you know, it's one thing if you're, uh, I don't know, pumping gas. It's another thing if you're the chief of police or if you're the DA or if you're the medical provider to Joe Biden. You're supposed to be held to a higher standard. Yet every day we see the same thing happening over and over to where the police don't know what's going on. The prosecutors don't know what's going on. Uh, the senators don't know what's going on. It's like we're dealing with a bunch of morons. Don, go back to the original report that uh, he was smashed in the head. He had severe injuries to his fingers and his arms. Well, according to the official police document, which we now have a copy of, it, it looks as though he was just hit once with the hammer on the head and dropped to the ground unconscious. And that all happened in front of the police who immediately went in and restrained the guy. So what about the other injuries? That's None of this is making any sense at, at, at all. It, it's just it's baffling, mind-boggling. It's, you know, it's just another example of how people just lie. It's just a, a bold-faced lie. Don, we got to leave it there. Appreciate the call. You know, you know what we ought to do? Thanks, Don. You know what we ought to do, folks? We ought to, we ought to raise money. We ought to get one of those ring cameras, you know, the ring video cameras that goes on the doorbell. So when you hit, you ring the doorbell or there's somebody walking, you know, in front of your door, it autom- automatically activates. Maybe what are those? A couple of hundred bucks at the, I mean, it can't be that expensive. I suspect we would have people in the audience, Grace Baker, who would be more than happy to raise money to get the Pelosi's, at least a couple of those, for the front and the back doors. I think that would be very nice. We have a very generous audience. I think they would assist with that. 
844-747-8868. Toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. By the way, Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. And my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, do they have some great deals for you. If you are a business owner or you have a private residence, they've got a plan to fit your budget. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd is the website. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. You can hop on there, pop in your zip code, and they'll tell you exactly what the coverage looks like in your neighborhood. It really is that specific. 972-PATRIOT, if you want to talk to somebody, uh, a human being, instead of going online, that's 972-PATRIOT. But listen up. you got to use my promo code Todd, T-O-D-D, and they're going to hook you up with some great deals. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. There's no doubt the nation is facing a financial crisis because of the Biden administration's economic policies. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and no doubt our economy is in trouble, and you need to take steps to protect yourself. Now, if all your money is tied up in stocks, bonds, and traditional markets, you are vulnerable. Gold is one of the best ways to protect your retirement. No matter what happens, you own your gold. It's real, physical. It's always been valuable since the dawn of time. Legacy Precious Metals is the company I trust for investing in gold, and they can help you roll your retirement account into a gold-backed IRA where you still own the physical gold. They can also ship the gold and precious metals safely and securely to your house. Did you know a million dollars worth of gold can actually fit inside a shoebox? Call Legacy at 866-528-1903 or visit them online at LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. All right, Megan Kelly's weighing in on all this now. She says she smells a rat. When it comes to the San Francisco Police Department and their narrative, uh, Megan Kelly, uh, talking to Senator Tom Cotton from Arkansas, says, I smell a rat. What about you, ladies and gentlemen? You smelling a rat here, too? Megan Kelly's not exactly the most conservative journalist on the planet. Just ask Donald Trump about that. 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Now, just think about this. They have all these security cameras around the Pelosi household. You're telling me that none of those security cameras were working the night of that, that all of this happened? You're telling me that the police department, literally according to their official narrative, the police department is now admitting that they allowed Paul Pelosi to be brutally attacked in front of their very eyes. In a Mirandized and recorded interview of DePape by San Francisco Police Department, this is according to the official court documents, DePape said he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. I mean, the guy's a lunatic. He's mentally deranged. If Nancy were to tell DePape the truth, he would let her go. If she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. DePape was certain Nancy would not have told the truth. In the course of the interview, DePape articulated he viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democrat Party. Are you believing any of this? DePape later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to actions. DePape also explained generally he wanted Nancy wanted to use Nancy to lure other individuals to DePape. DePape says he broke into the house through a glass door. 
which was difficult because it required the use of a hammer. He stated that Paul Pelosi was in bed and appeared surprised. The Pope told Pelosi to wake up, told Pelosi he was looking for Nancy. Pelosi replied she was not present, and Pelosi asked how they could resolve the situation and what he wanted to do. The Pope said he wanted to tie Pelosi up so that the Pope could go to sleep as he was tired. Around that time, the Pope was able to stop or was able to stop Pelosi from moving around the house. Pelosi ended up in the bathroom where he called 911. The Pope remembered thinking there was no way the police were going to forget about that phone call. So the Pope explained that he did not leave because Quote, much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny, tyranny without the option of surrender. Is anybody believing this? It was written like a, a cheap dime store novel. DePape said they went downstairs to the front door. So get this. DePape knew, according to the police report, They knew the police were coming, so what did they do? They went to the front door and opened the front door. And that's when Pelosi grabbed the hammer and DePape grabbed it back and bopped him on the head, knocked him out, and, well, now the rest is history. Anybody believe in this? I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. And hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hour 2 of the Big Show. Good to have you with us today. We are now seven days until the midterm elections, Decision Day for America. The moment, the opportunity that we get to take back this country from the godless heathen Democrats. All right, uh, good to have you with us today. Go ahead and write down our telephone number. You're going to need this if you want to call in, 844-747-8868. That's our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. Want to go right now, though, to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and very excited whenever a book is launched, and today is launch day, for a brand-new book written by our friend Senator Ted Cruz, Justice Corrupted, How the Left Weaponized Our Legal System. We're going to talk about that book in just a moment. Senator Cruz, good to have you with us today. Todd, it's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. I got a bone to pick with you, though. What are you doing palling around with my uh, buddy Ben Ferguson? Uh, geez, a loo. <laughs> well, we've got a podcast together, Verdict with Ted Cruz, that that, that remains a top-ranked podcast, and, and we're having a blast together. And I, I will admit, among other things, 
uh, we, we got to go, go go to an Astros game and 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 see our Astros go go to the World Series. Well, you know, he's a fellow Memphian, and uh, we're radio competitors. He's on a different station, but he's a good guy. We still like Ferguson around here. He's a good guy. He's a very good man and a good friend. Well, congratulations on the new co-host. Uh, it really is a great podcast, and uh, congrats on the book as well. We're going to get to that in just a minute, but I know you've been traveling like our good friend Senator Marsha Blackburn. You guys have been crisscrossing the country uh, campaigning. Uh, how are things going out there on the campaign trail? I, I think they're going extraordinarily well. Um, I, I have been, for the last month, I've been engaged in a month-long 17 state national bus tour so we started a month ago with four stops in the state of texas we were down in the rio grande valley one of the things i'm really excited about is i think the rio grande valley is turning red that we're going to elect three republicans first time in 100 years all three of them are latinas all of them are hispanic women it's going to be a generational shift from texas on the bus tour we went to new mexico and then arizona and then nevada and then Utah, and then Kansas, and then Missouri, and then Iowa, and then Ohio, and then Maryland, Virginia, North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, back to Texas. I'm headed to Oklahoma today, Michigan tomorrow, and then back to the great state of Texas. Wow, I'm already worn out. Uh, that's <laughs> uh, that's some serious territory. Um, I'm curious to your takeaway here. Election Day, just a few days away. How do you think things are going to go? I'm very optimistic. I, I think this is going to be an ex- historic election. I think Republicans are going to retake both houses of Congress in the House. I think we could end up with a large majority, as many as 30, 40, 50 seats. I think this is going to be on the order of magnitude of 2010. In the Senate, if you were to ask me to predict, I'd predict we get either 53 or 54 Republicans in the Senate which would be a big consequential shift in the Senate. I'm really encouraged. That that would be very significant because early on it was anticipated the House was going to flip, but uh, not the Senate. Uh, so th- those would be huge numbers if that happens. They would be, and, and there's still a bunch of races that are close, so that's certainly not uh, – it's not baked. It's not guaranteed. A lot of these are within a couple of points, but, but I'm optimistic. I, I think people across this country are fed up. They, they recognize we're on the wrong path. The top three issues for voters nationwide are inflation, number one, and especially gas prices. Crime, number two, and the out-of-control crime rates we're seeing as a result of Democrat policy. And illegal immigration, the chaos at our southern border. And on all of those, Republicans have a massive double-digit lead because it's, it's the reckless policies of the Democrats that have caused the disasters we're seeing. What, what I find interesting, there's a brand new uh, poll out from USA Today, USA Today, Suffolk University, and they're, they're finding that about 40% of Hispanics, 21% of blacks are now backing the Republican candidate. That doesn't take into account the independent voters. I, I suspect yep. we're talking about Democrats here. I mean, if these numbers hold true, Senator, what are we looking at here? I, I think we're looking at an historic election, and, and you're right, Hispanics are moving in big numbers. Uh, towards Republicans. That has always been a big focus of mine. Every time I've run in Texas, I've gotten over 40 percent of the Hispanic vote. This cycle, I mentioned the, the, the three candidates in South Texas a little over a month ago. I hosted the three of them and then three other Republican nominees, uh, one from Illinois, one from Virginia, one from Florida, all six of whom are Latina, uh, all six of whom are the Republican nominees, all six of whom have a good shot at winning 
In one night, we raised over a million dollars for those six candidates. I basically got out of the way. Uh, they're all young, beautiful, passionate, fiery. Two of the three candidates in South Texas are married Border Patrol agents. Um, they promptly dubbed themselves the Spicy Tacos. <laughs> and, and it fundamentally changes, wow. I think, not just the Republican Party, but the country when next year we have Adam Schiff or, or Jerry Nadler saying illegal immigration is not a problem, and, and in response, Yesley Vega, who's going to get elected in Virginia, who's the daughter of El Salvadorian immigrants, whose brother was shot and nearly killed by MS-13, stands up and says, you don't know what the hell you're talking about, and illegal immigration is, is costing lives across this country. That changes the entire debate. And on top of that, and I think this is something a lot of people are not talking about, uh, when you are dealing – here in Memphis, Tennessee, we're a majority-minority city. Uh, yes, blacks vote Democrat, but culturally they're very conservative. Hispanics, uh, the same the same thing. And yes. I, I suspect when you see this transsexual agenda that's being shoved down everybody's throats, that's got to be turning people off. It, it absolutely is. It, it, it's part of what's driving – Hispanics moving to the Republican Party. It's part of what's driving African-Americans moving to the Republican Party. And another huge shift, you know, the Wall Street Journal just reported in, in, its, in its polling that between August and now, they have seen a 26-point move of suburban women towards Republicans. Suburban women had flipped to the Democrats. So what we'd seen in the last decade was blue-collar voters moving Republican and suburban women moving Democrat. We now have blue-collar voters are still voting Republican, but now suburban women are coming back, and crime is driving it, the economy is driving it, uh, illegal immigration is driving it, but also it's a lot of moms who are ticked off at the garbage being taught to kids and the damage that these woke Democrats are doing to kids in schools. It's it's a great point you raise, and it, it's just it's almost the perfect storm. There are so many dumpster fires burning, issues that people are very passionate about. I think it's going to send people out in droves. Uh, and uh, to your point, I think this is going to be a disaster for for the Democrats. They they've gone too far with this progressive crap. Yeah, and and Todd, so my book Justice Corrupted it it actually starts with Loudoun County, Loudoun County, Virginia. You'll remember. A, a little girl, a 15-year-old girl, went to school, and, and she was sexually assaulted in the girl's bathroom by a boy wearing a skirt. And the school lied about it. They covered it up. In fact, they, they transferred the, 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 the predator to another school where he sexually assaulted another little girl. Um, when the parents went to the school board to speak up about it, they saw the school board lying about it because of their, their ideology. They insisted it has never, ever happened. A boy dressed as a skirt has committed a sexual assault. The father stood up and said, my daughter was raped and you are covering it up. Their response, they threw him on the floor. They handcuffed him. They arrested him. The father, they treated him as a criminal. And shortly thereafter, Merrick Garland, Joe Biden's attorney general, sent a letter, a formal memo, in fact, to the FBI, directing the FBI to target parents target moms and dads who go and speak up at school boards to treat them effectively as domestic terrorists using the Patriot Act. It was an abuse of power, but what it prompted was in Virginia, moms got ticked off, and it's what flipped Virginia from blue to red. And, and so that's what the book starts with, 
just as corrupted as an example of Barack Obama politicized and weaponized the Department of Justice, the FBI, the, the, the IRS, all the federal agencies. And now under Joe Biden, it is metastasized and it is the most political it has ever been. Senator Ted Cruz is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. The name of the book, Justice Corrupted. And folks, we've got a direct link to it over on the website. You can get it wherever you buy your books. Senator, I mean, when you look at what really started in the Obama years, uh, and now it's just uh, it's insanely exploded in the Biden years, where so many of our government agencies have been weaponized to target conservatives. I mean, we've seen the same thing happen to pro-lifers, and I know you write about this yep. in, uh, in Justice Corrupted. Yeah, no, that's, that's a, a major topic of the book. So, so the book starts in Chapter 1. It starts actually with Richard Nixon where Nixon tried to do this. Nixon tried to get DOJ, tried to get the FBI, tried to get the IRS to go after his political enemies. And, and then the system largely worked. Those agencies resisted, and Nixon resigned in disgrace. Well, what Nixon attempted to do, Barack Obama succeeded in doing, using these agencies as political weapons to target his opponents, the IRS, explicitly went after conservatives, went after Tea Party groups, went after pro-life groups, went after pro-Israel groups, harassed them, targeted them. DOJ then blocked investigation, blocked Congress, defied Congress, refused to prosecute contempt of Congress. And, and after eight years of Obama, what happened is they took hardcore political partisans and they burrowed them into senior career positions at these agencies. When Donald Trump became president, these senior career agencies waged war against Donald Trump and against the Trump agenda. And they were furious at the voters for electing him, and they corrupted it. The deep state went to war with the president. Now, under Joe Biden, it is fully metastasized. And, and this DOJ is the most political it's ever been. Merrick Garland has done more damage to the integrity of the Department of Justice than any attorney general in history. And I include John Mitchell, Nixon's attorney general, who was prosecuted and went to jail. We've seen under Merrick Garland, we've seen FBI agents raiding the home of Donald Trump. First time in the history of our country that's ever happened, a former president. We've seen, as you just noted, as I talk about in the book, FBI agents raiding pro-life activists at the crack of dawn, machine guns drawn as their kids are screaming, and it is, it is a corruption of how DOJ and the FBI is supposed to operate. And, Senator, I, I don't want to speak out of school here, but I have to imagine this book could be maybe a blueprint for what happens and what you guys deal with when you retake the U.S. Senate. Well, that's exactly right. I, I think we're going to win majorities in both houses a week from today. And when we have majorities, we need to have real oversight. We need to have hearings on these abuses of power by all of these agencies. And I believe the first order of business, the first thing we should do is defund the 87,000 new IRS agents that the Democrats just passed. I think the second thing we should do is impeach Alejandro Mayorkas, the Secretary of Homeland Security, for utter dereliction of duty. And I think the third thing we should do is impeach Merrick Garland for politicizing and corrupting the Department of Justice and the FBI and turning them into the political stormtroopers for the Biden White House and the DNC. 
All right, Senator, we got to leave it there. Uh, got to run for a break, but congratulations on the great podcast, the best-selling book, and uh, you're just crushing it out there on the campaign trail for our fellow Republicans, and we really appreciate that. Thank you, Todd. Buy the book. You'll enjoy it. Go to Amazon, wherever you get your books. It takes you behind the curtains, behind the scenes, what's really going on. It also gives the first inside account of January 6th that's been written. I think you'll learn a lot and enjoy it. It's readable and it's fun, so please buy the book. All right, Senator Ted Cruz, ladies and gentlemen. And again, we have direct links to the book over on our live show blog. Uh, Just an incredible, incredible book, Justice Corrupted. You're going to want to get your hands on this. All right, we've got full lines here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, right to the phones, 844-747-8868. This is The Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, let's get to the phones. By the way, what would you like to see the Republicans do? What's the first thing you want to see Republicans do when they retake the House and the Senate? 844-747-8868. In the meantime, let's go to Cheryl in Georgia, wants to weigh in on this crazy Pelosi story. Hey, uh, Cheryl, what's on your mind? Hey, I, Todd, I love Ted Cruz. There's all sorts of stuff we can talk about. But when you were talking about Pelosi... These Democrats think we fell off a turnip truck and how they can just fabricate things and look in the mirror is beyond me. That whole thing was set up. I mean, Paul Pelosi was doing something nefarious. They got in an argument. They had to make it look like somebody broke in. They will do anything to cover this up. Well, they're doing a good job of it. lots, Lots of people think that. And I mean, come on. Come on. I mean, so they had security cameras all over and none of them, none of them were working. Give me a break. Yeah. And 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 they didn't turn their uh, their body cams on until after the attack had happened. Isn't that weird? They did that for a reason. Yes. Don't you think? They knew exactly who it was and they had time to set it up and make it look like somebody broke in. Seems to me. And, go ahead, go ahead, Cheryl. You're on a roll. Well, and, sorry. And these things that they said, this guy said, he's not bright enough to put all that together. I mean, you know, it's there's no way. There's no way. That, and I also read somewhere, not in the mainstream media, I don't get it there, that there was a third person. Well, you know, yes, according to the that. police, according to the early police reports, there there was a third person who opened the door to let them in. So now they want us to believe that Paul Pelosi, who clearly was apparently fighting over the hammer, went over, opened the door, went, let the police in, went back and started fighting with the with the guy over the hammer. It makes no sense to me. And the police allowed them. I saw something where, where I think you said it. 
where the police admitted that they allowed the guy to yeah. hammer, hammer Pelosi. It's, uh-uh. right, it's right there in no the official way. court documents. Well, they allowed him to do that so that they could make this story up. I mean, that's a hell of a price to pay, but I'm telling you, that's how far they'll go. All right, Cheryl, appreciate the call. Let's Crazy. go to Frank. Frank, what say you? Hello, oh, Todd. Hey, Frank. Yeah, yeah, I love your show. Grace is the best. Hey, I have a little thing here. Uh, I was listening to uh, Senator Cruz about how the FBI and the DOJ, all of them have been weaponized. And uh, President Trump was, was attacked even before he was sworn in. But all these police had made their statements and had everything on record, and as soon as the FBI comes in, all of a sudden, the narrative changes, and we know how crooked they are at the top. And I have a feeling it had a lot to do with the FBI getting involved, how everything is all of a sudden changing. And, and Frank, why is it the FBI is involved? There's only one reason. They had to figure out a way to bring Nancy Pelosi into it, because by threatening Nancy Pelosi... It automatically becomes an issue for the FBI. And that means we will never, ever know what really happened there. San Francisco police know. The detectives and the officers who showed up, they know. But will they ever be allowed to to talk? Got to take a break. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, folks, seven more days until the midterm elections, and we are going to have a very special edition of the Todd Stern Show on election night. We're going to be doing wall-to-wall election coverage. It's going to be pretty spectacular, and we'll have the whole gang uh, together for six hours of coverage on election night. Uh, so be looking forward to that. Coming up a little bit later on uh, this hour, we have Matt Towery, uh, one of the top pollsters in America. Senator Rick Santorum is going to drop by, and also our good friend David Bossy from Citizens United. But right now, I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, Pastor Robert Jeffress, has an op-ed out that's been causing all sorts of controversy. Would Jesus vote... Here's what Christians should consider this election season. Pastor Jeffress, good to have you back with us. Great to be back with you, Todd. All right, so uh, obvious first question here, would Jesus vote? I think absolutely he would vote. And the reason I say that is what he said in the Sermon on the Mount. You know, I've got a new book out called 18 Minutes with Jesus. It's about the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus said when it comes to the culture, Christians are to be salt. You're the salt of the earth. Salt was a preservative in Jesus' day. It couldn't prevent the decay of meat, but it could delay the decay. It gave the meat longer before it finally rotted and now to be thrown out. 
And God, one reason I think Jesus would have voted, and he encourages us to vote, is to slow down the decay of our culture before it's collapsed so that we have more time to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And of course, anytime you mention Christians trying to influence the culture, the left goes crazy, and they've gone crazy over some of my comments in the last few days. Well, so have a lot of the the woke evangelicals, as I call them. Uh, they would profess to be uh, conservative, Bible-believing Christians, but they're among the, uh, the, the leading voices telling Christians not to engage the culture anymore. Well, that's right. And look, they have conjured up this boogeyman called Christian nationalism, which is nothing more than an attempt to shame Christians into not voting their political beliefs. And look, yeah, there are a few nuts out on the right uh, who profess a love for their nation above the love for God, but that's not most Christian nationalists. I'm not one of those. But if you're talking about Christians voting their biblical values, if that's what a Christian national uh, Christian nationalist is, count me in. I'm one, because I think Jesus commanded us to influence the culture. And, Todd, they say, oh, we shouldn't impose our values. Christians should impose their values on our country. Look, every country is built on one set of values, somebody's values. The question is, whose values are going to determine uh, this country's direction? And the left, they don't mind imposing their values. They're pro-abortion, pro-transgender, pro-open borders of agenda. Why shouldn't Christians impose their values, the values that were this country's foundation, for 150 years? Yeah, that's what I don't understand, Pastor Jeffers. Uh, my readings of uh, our founding fathers, some of the letters they wrote, some of the papers they wrote, it was pretty clear to me that this was meant to be a Christian nation. And as John Adams, and I quote this at, at least once a month on this program, as John Adams said, our Constitution is wholly inadequate for anyone other than a moral and religious people. That's right. And you have at least three different times the Supreme Court over the years saying America is a Christian nation. John Jay, the first chief justice of the Supreme Court, said in this Christian nation, God has given us the privilege of selecting our leaders. You know, people say, well, how do you know Jesus would have voted? There's nothing about voting in the Bible. All Paul said to do was pray for governing authorities. Well, that's all you could do. In biblical times, you didn't get to vote for kings or emperors. They were imposed on you. But as Jay said, we've been given the unique privilege of choosing our leaders. And Todd, this coming Tuesday, every Christian has an opportunity to either cast a vote for righteousness or for an unrighteous policy. And when Christians stay at home and don't vote, they're basically saying, I couldn't give a you-know-what about the moral or spiritual direction of a country, and I think that's a sin. You know, that's it's just puzzling to me that, that Christians, and especially Christian leaders, would have this idea that that we have a, you know, the, the moral high ground is to stay at home and not vote on Election Day. It's almost as if they're reaping the benefits of living in America, and then when America goes to hell in a handbasket, they just shrug their shoulders and say, oh, what do you want us to do? Well, and again, I, I, I blame the condition of our country not on non-Christians. I mean, what do you expect non-Christians to do except act like non-Christians? I blame the condition of our country right now on wimpy Christians who refuse to stand for the truth. And look, again, we're not going to bring in the kingdom of God through the ballot box. We all know that. But what we're trying to do, as Jesus said, is to be salt, to push back against evil so that we have the 
time to present the gospel of Jesus Christ. The only hope for changing America's direction ultimately is changing the hearts of Americans, and that's through faith in Jesus Christ. Pastor Robert Jeffers on the First Baptist Church in Dallas is on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line today. Uh, Pastor, when you when you look at the culture at large, um, what would you say is the most pressing issue uh, facing people of faith? Well, I think the issue right now, beyond religious freedom, and I do believe religious freedom is under assault, and we've talked about it often, but I think what is energizing Christians who are going to the ballot box between now and uh, November 8th is this transgender agenda that the left is trying to cram down the throats of Americans, and especially American children. I think that is the issue right now that is going to motivate Christians to come out and vote for Republicans. Look, it's not that we're in love with the Republican Party. I'm certainly not in love with the Republican Party. I don't identify as a Republican. But what I'm opposed to is the godless agenda of the left, And I think you have Biden having this transgender activist in the White House recently. I think the left has pushed it too far left, even for, you know, non-religious people in America who realize, you know, transgender surgery and abusing our children and confusing them anymore, that it's a bridge too far. It just seems to me, and I'm not a theologian here, Dr. Jeffers, but when you, know, when you show up at the pearly gates, uh, when, when you're going up to heaven, it seems to me they're going to know where the original parts were. That's, that's all yeah. I'm concerned about. Well, Jesus addressed transgenderism in Matthew 19 when he said, Have you not read, he who made them made them male and female? God did not create male, female, and question mark. God is the one who assigns our gender to us, and to try to change that is a basic rebellion against our Creator. Well well said, and congratulations on yet another best-selling book, 18 Minutes with Jesus. Uh, Folks, we have a link to that on our live show blog, and you can get it wherever you buy your books. Uh, Pastor Jeffers, always good having you on the program. Thanks for having me, Todd. God bless you. All right, good man right there, good godly man, and he's not afraid to speak the truth. He doesn't do it in a mean-spirited way. That's what we do. No, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Pastor Jeffers is is just rock solid, and he knows he speaks the truth, and that's why he's able to stand firm. All right, look, we got to take a quick break here, 844-747-8868, toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Let's head over to the phones as we shooby doo wop down to Florida. Our friend Dora's on the line. Dora wants to weigh in on this Pelosi story. Dora, how are you today? Hey, Todd. I didn't get to wish you happy birthday last week, so belated happy birthday. 
Dora, you are so kind. I was telling someone I, I like being 55. Uh, I'm starting to get the calls from like the retirement homes wanting me to <laughs> consider moving in. And uh, for some <laughs> weird reason, I, I've, I've started eating supper around four o'clock. I don't understand what that's all about. <laughs> well, wait till you get to be my age. You'll get it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Dora, what's going on? What's on your mind? Well, here, uh, your show is great, Pastor Jeffries and Ted Cruz. Well, we're one nation under God. That's just who we are. And, you know, the communists are one nation under them. They don't want God in their society. Uh, they're an atheistic society. And so they're attacking our churches and our culture and our belief in God and Jesus Christ. And so every Christian has to go out there and vote next week. And as far as this Pelosi thing, if you look at the mechanics of the uh, leftist playbook, they have to control the news cycle. This is their deal. And when we get control of the news cycle, they figure out they've got to change the subject. So they throw a, a, a hand grenade, and they don't care what the hand grenade is. This Pelosi thing is a nonsense nonsense uh, article yeah. to distract us. It's to keep us from the great groundswell that is happening next week when we go after all of them and we put, put them out of office with our political system. They don't want the news cycle focused on the great greatest historic election of our time. And so they're going to do all sorts of stuff to distract us, and we shouldn't take the bait. We Dora, I, yeah, I don't think we are. I don't think we are taking. I don't think the people are taking the bait. I, I think there's so much happening in this country, so much wrong, that the American people are finally rising up and they're saying enough is enough, uh, and and that's going to be the end of it. Dora, we've got to run, but thank you for the call. Thanks for the birthday wishes. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line right now. Our good friend, one of the greatest pollsters in America, Matt Towery, joins us. Matt, hope you're doing good today. Yes, I'll be glad when all this is. <laughs> oh, sweet mercy. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. Uh, look, Matt, uh, latest uh, latest insider advantage poll you guys have uh, down in Georgia. I want you to share the, the news with our listeners there. It looks like it's good news for Herschel Walker. Well, yeah, we it, it's been good news for a lot of the Republican candidates uh, in our polls for the various Fox affiliates around the country. Uh, Oz in Pennsylvania is now up. Um, the first poll to have him up was our Insider Advantage poll for Fox Philly. And then Insider Advantage uh, poll for Fox 5 in Atlanta, uh, our latest poll showed Walker um, up three points uh, over uh, Warnock and, and really getting pretty close to that magic number. You know, we've talked about this before, that in Georgia the candidate has to win 50 percent plus one vote or they have that dreaded runoff like we saw two years ago. Um, that runoff would probably inure to Herschel Walker's benefits, to be honest with you, because they've changed some of the technical uh, parts of it, and also they, they brought the uh, weeks under control, so this is a shorter time period. But that said, uh, Herschel was at 48 in our poll, Warnock was at 45, so uh, the, the Walker campaign certainly seems to be on the rise. When you were last on the show um, about a week or so ago, you were saying this is looking very good for Republicans around the nation. Uh, still the case, and what do you th what can we expect next Tuesday? Well, I mean, you know, when I look at polls, uh, we have a new one in Washington State that will basically confirm what my friend Robert Cahaley uh, 
as as uh, made known in the last few days, and that is that even Patty Murray may, might be in trouble out there. It's at least a competitive race. Um, in Michigan, we have the governor's race even. Uh, in New York, uh, Robert has the New York governor's race even. Um, I, I'm seeing the Republicans surging in almost every poll that that I'm conducting. And uh, we'll be in the field in Florida, which is pretty much foregone conclusion for the Florida Fox affiliates today. today. But then we'll go back into Pennsylvania, uh, Arizona, which, by the way, the big news in Arizona, Blake Masters was two behind, but the Libertarian was getting, at least in our polls, about 5% of the vote. The Libertarian dropped out today and endorsed Blake Masters. So uh, Arizona looks like it could easily go Republican because uh, certainly Carrie Lake is just doing a fabulous job. Her, her numbers are, are phenomenal uh, in that race. So I, I feel like there is, you know, we said about three and a half weeks ago, we saw things turn. We started seeing the electorate start moving towards Republicans and certainly the undecided and independents breaking towards the Republican candidates. And it looks like that's just accelerating, regardless of what kind of news story the uh, media tries to throw out there to distract folks. Isn't it interesting? We just had Dora from Florida on, and she was talking about the Paul Pelosi story. I, I don't mm-hmm. think those hand grenades, you know, even the latest one about the uh, the woman who said Herschel paid for the abortion back in 1993. Do you see those having any sort of an impact on on the races? Well, the, uh, let me dissect both of those. The Pelosi situation, uh, which, uh, you know, I'm not going to doubt anything the police have to say. Uh, I'm not into anything other than the facts I know, and it's sure. a dreadful thing for someone to be attacked. No, I don't think anybody cares about that other than they want the band to get well. Uh, the, 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 trying to turn that into a MAGA evil, that has just not worked. Um, in Georgia... Ironically, I polled after uh, Gloria Allred and her client um, uh, you know, first came on the scene. This is before we even saw what the client, who, who, she, who she was. And Walker went up three points. I, I think that they are pushing this thing in the wrong direction on the Democratic side. I don't know what their strategy has been, but, but throwing this kind of stuff out that just seems so much like the Kavanaugh situation which made so many people upset, I think all it's doing is pushing votes over to the GOP. So I don't know why they keep pushing this direction. Um, they got just about all they were going to get out of that with the, the various stories about Herschel Walker. Uh, it, it's down to the issues now, and that's that's basically where we're seeing the Republicans uh, picking up over these Democratic candidates. You know, it's, it is interesting when you look at the Arizona race and the, the Georgia race, where you have a gubernatorial and Senate uh, races in both those states, very similar uh, in some aspects, would you say? Oh, absolutely. I mean, what, what we've seen is that the gubernatorial candidates seem to be lifting the boats of the senatorial candidates. I mean, it, it, here in Florida, where I live now, uh, DeSantis is, is probably going to just blow the doors off of Charlie Crist. And, and once, once that happens, you're going to see Marco Rubio moving up as well. Not that Marco wouldn't win on his own right, but we, in, in Georgia, again, we're seeing Kemp up by 10, 11 points, and, and Herschel Walker's drifting up, you know, not at the same level, but behind him. We're seeing it all over the country in Arizona, like we just talked about. It's a, and it may be that people are thinking about local issues before they think about national, but when they start thinking about national, it really turns out to all be local crime. Uh, how am I going to pay for my uh, expenses with, with inflation, uh, the security, the country, security, the border? It's all seems to be coming and hitting home right before the election. Matt, we've got about a minute here. Let's talk about Election Day. What are the early signs? What should we be looking for once the polls close? 
Well, you know, one of the ones I'm going to be looking at is New Hampshire because it doesn't take a long time for them to count their votes, and that's a competitive race up there. If the Republican is doing well there, well, then it's Katie bar the door in the rest of the country. Florida counts their votes very early as well. If, if it's a big blowout for DeSantis and Rubio, then that probably portends well for Republicans in more competitive states because this wave is occurring everywhere, as I said, from Washington State to Florida, everywhere in between. Fascinating. And uh, the day after the election, is Matt Towery on vacation? <laughs> well, you know, I'm supposed to be retired, and, and, and I keep getting pulled out into this thing. So I may be on permanent vacation. I haven't decided. I, I, I enjoy my golf game a lot more than I enjoy polling. Let's I've, put it that way. <laughs> but, I, but I'm better at polling. I'm just awful at golf. <laughs> I love it. All right. Matt, we appreciate your great insight, and uh, we're big fans. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. All right. Matt Towery, everybody, Insider Advantage. And this guy, his polling is just spot on. Uh, he and the, the Trafalgar group, uh, they are tremendous, and we're just very blessed that uh, both of them are a part of our of our lineup. And we're going to be checking in with Matt again, uh, probably on Election Day. We're going to be checking in with the Trafalgar group. Uh, folks, we're bringing you the A-game from now until Election Day. Hang tight. Hour three coming up, 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American right. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. And hello, America. We are your election headquarters. Great to have you with us today, everybody. A lot going on. We've already had a lot go on. And uh, by the way, if you missed the interview with Senator Cruz and Pastor Jeffers, all you have to do is download our free podcast, and you can do that over at the website, toddsterns.com. Uh, Going to go to the phones here real quick, but I've got to share an update with, the, with you on a story involving Katie Hobbs. She is the Democrat running for governor. She is so scared of Carrie Lake. She She's like campaigning in, the, in a bathroom stall because she's terrified to go out in public, refuses to debate Carrie Lake. And uh, the story is that um, someone broke into her campaign office and they immediately blamed Carrie Lake. Never seen anything like this. Well, now it turns out that Katie Hobbs has had to backtrack because uh, the person who did, in fact, break into the campaign headquarters is a is a career criminal. Um, the guy, Daniel Mota Dors Reyes, was booked on one count of third-degree burglary. The whole thing was captured on surveillance video. So anyway, the, the long story short here, the news nugget, it had nothing to do with Carrie Lake. Somebody owes Carrie Lake an apology. 
All right, I want to go to the poll, the phones here, 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Charles in North Carolina, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Charles, what's on your mind? Hey, good afternoon, Todd. Uh, Todd, I hope the next time I call back in a week from now, <laughs> over a week from now, that my prediction that I made last week as far as the number of seats we're going to pick up in the Senate uh, uh, rings true. And I'm still standing by my prediction of 55, okay? I think it's going to be a big night for Republicans. Uh, but, Todd, when I was out and about this weekend, just something that I kind of uh, observed, you know, over the last couple of years, you don't have to tell people that things have gotten worse. You know, all you have to do is go to the grocery store. Price is true. Go to the gas pump. Anywhere. People see what's happening to our country on the southern border. Uh, with this transgender nonsense, with, uh, you know, the COVID vaccine over the last two years, what's happened to our kids. Just, it's almost like that movie, The Lion King, when the character Mustafa was killed and his brother Scar took over and it went from being a land of milk and honey to a wasteland. I think that's what people are starting to see and wake up to. But something else that I've noticed, I'm starting to sense a lot of anger uh, among voters. Because it's one thing to have to go through bad times, but when you have the media and you have politicians that you know are standing up there and telling you every single day a lie, that things are okay, and they're promoting something that you know was not true because you can see it with your own eyes and your own ears and you hear that every day, that disappointment now becomes anger. And I'm just seeing people and hearing people saying they're going out, they're voting early, Republicans who told me they would never vote except on election day are just rushing to the uh, to the polls to vote early. And, Isn't that uh, amazing, Charles? Because I mean, if you listen, I mean, literally, the, the every Democrat is out there saying, "Oh, the economy's great. Oh, what inflation? Oh, you're paying less now for gasoline than you have in your entire life." And and Charles, we all know that to be not true. It, it's it's a lie. Yeah, and, and the same thing with images of people coming across the southern border. Oh, there's no border crisis. Oh, the border's secure. I mean, it's it, it, these people, Todd, never own their own stuff. I have never heard Joe Biden, Karine Jean-Pierre, or anybody in this administration ever stand up there and say, you know what, I made a mistake. It's always Donald Trump's fault. It's Vladimir Putin's fault. It's somebody's fault. And people, Americans are smart enough to know with all the information available that we're being lied to, and we know we're being lied to, and yet they continue to do it, and they think we're stupid enough to believe those lies. And that anger is going to manifest itself, I think, into just a massive red tsunami a week from today. I hope people remember what the Democrats did to us during the, the pandemic, and especially people of Michigan where Gretchen Whitmer, if you remember this, she actually forbade people from planting gardens. So if you went to the store and you wanted to buy seeds so that you could plant food and you could have something to eat in your backyard, you were not allowed to do so. You were not even allowed to go fishing in a rowboat during the Gretchen Whitmer um, administration during the pandemic. We need to remind people of what these Democrats did to us and how they curtailed our civil liberties during the early days of that pandemic, Charles. Absolutely. And who's the uh, uh, NEA official wine garden that's wanting to have a, a, a pandemic amnesty? Like, hey, guys, let's just forget about everything that's happened over the last two years. Forgive and forget. Uh-uh. No, we're not going to do that. God, I, I just think that here in a week, we 
the Republicans and the American people have a historic chance. In my opinion, it's the most important election since the 1862 election, right before, uh, right after the Battle of Antietam. But we have a chance to totally destroy the Democratic Party at the ballot box. That's it's it. a viable political institution at the local level with school boards and county commissioners, at the state level with state house and Senate races and gubernatorial races, and at the national level uh, with the Senate and House races. And, and we and Charles, understand this, and and uh, Charles, I got to run, but I appreciate your call, uh, and I want you to give us a holler back on Monday and or Tuesday. Understand this. If the husband of the Speaker of the House, third in line to the presidency, is not safe in their million-dollar mansion surrounded by security cameras, then the rest of us don't have a fighting chance. At the end of the day, what happened in San Francisco could very well just be a random case of crime and a home invasion robbery. That's what it could be. Let's go to Tina in Georgia, WDUN, our great affiliate there. And she, Tina, I understand you want to weigh in on the Pelosi story. Uh, Todd, yeah, just real quick. Um, I totally agree with everything Charles said. It's the it's the definition of gaslighting. But um, as far as Pelosi goes, the first thing I heard in the, on the news that morning was that he was expected to make a full recovery. Now, if you're hitting the head with a hammer so hard that you've gone into surgery, and you've, your skull's broken, how can they possibly say he's going to have a full recovery that soon? Yeah, and Tina, the, the, the severe injuries to the to the arms and the, the hands, they mentioned that as well. Uh, and now all of a sudden, it's, you know, he got hit once on the head with a hammer and, and not got knocked out. That That's what right. they're telling us. Yeah, it changes every, all the time. It does. It's, it's crazy. My antenna went straight up. It's, it's not true. I'm sure it's not true, but... So yeah. you're not buying what they're selling, Tina? One little tiny bit, not a tiny bit. Let's see a picture of uh, of Paul Pelosi now with his big bandages on and all that kind of thing. Let's hear from the surgeon. Well, I'm curious to know how the suspect got injured so that he had to be hospitalized. How did all that happen? So it's We're having a lover's quarrel. You know it. Well, it's there's certainly something else there. and but But again... I, Tina, they thought, the Democrats thought this was going to be maybe the the October surprise that might exactly. throw a hand grenade. And I don't, do you, do you think it's working, Tina? I hope not. I don't, I hope not. Yeah. I can't believe it. I can't believe that many people would be that stupid, actually. Well, you'd be surprised. I would, I, you know, I wouldn't be <laughs> There are a lot of morons. I sure hope it's not true. <laughs> All right, Tina. Well, look, good good talking. Thank you for listening. 844-747-8868. We'll be right back. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, Hillary Clinton is back, everybody. She's even attacking President Trump and MAGA supporters again. She now claims Republicans have a plan to steal the 2024 election. So Dick Morris 
Dick Morris has some interesting thoughts on this. He says Biden is not going to run again and that Hillary Clinton will run. And it's all laid out in his new book, The Return. Uh, Dick Morris has been Trump's political advisor for a long time. You've seen him on Newsmax and the top networks. Got to get yourself a copy of The Return. It's an Amazon number one bestseller. Dick Morris, The Return in Bookstores Everywhere. You can also check out a free offer from Newsmax. You're going to be able to save $28. Just call 1-800-NEWSMAX. That's 1-800-NEWSMAX. Or go to thereturn911.com and get your copy today. Hey, let's go to the phones. Tim in North Carolina, WSIC, our great affiliate there. Hey, Tim, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd, and uh, thanks for being uh, the conservative voice for us. Uh, just got a little something to tell you. Yes, sir. Uh, me and my wife uh, went to vote Saturday morning at the War Memorial in Mooresville. Uh, walking up, uh, Frank Johnson approached me with the, his flyer and handed it to me. And he said, I noticed you got a gun hat on. I said, yeah. And uh, he said, well, I got guns. I said, okay. I said, uh, I, and I never met this guy before. I said, uh, are you a Democrat or Republican? He said, I'm a Democrat. I said, well, I hand this flyer back because I can't support you. He said, well, it needs to be diversity on the on the county board. I, I said, I still can't support. I don't support Democrats. He said, why not? I said, because Democrats kill babies. He said, yeah, but we also fry them and eat them. And that's exactly what his response to me was. Wow. And In North Carolina. North Carolina, Frank Johnson's running for county commissioner and never met the guy before. Comes on like a sweet little old grandpa guy, but he has got an evil heart. And I, it took less than a minute to find out exactly who he was. And, you know, I'm like, I want the people of Iredell County to know exactly who Frank Johnson is. Well, you so just that, told him, Tim. Uh, and I'm telling you, these these Democrats, all of them support day of abortion, birthday abortion. It's appalling. It's 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 as evil as evil can be. And and I'm glad you just called this guy out. And we got to call all the Democrats out. Elections have consequences, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tim, thanks for the call. 844-747-8868. Brand new polling data out from the Convention of States Action, and it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty typical of what we're seeing here, folks. Two thirds of Americans say Democrats have not made a case to earn votes in the midterms. More than eighty percent of voters say Republicans will win control of one or both chambers in Congress. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend, he is the former senator from Pennsylvania a Newsmax contributor, and a senior advisor for Convention of States, Rick Santorum. Rick, good to have you back with us. Hey, Don, how are you? Good to, good to hear your voice. Good to be on your show. Likewise. Uh, before we jump into the polling data, I'm curious to get your take on how things are going in, this, in the state of Pennsylvania right now, uh, this Fetterman race with uh, Dr. Oz. Uh, yeah, I would say that uh, the, the the trend is certainly in, in Oz, Oz's favor. Uh, although I, this race hasn't been put to bed by any stretch of the imagination, it's still very, very close. Uh, there's some good signs out there. Uh, number one, uh, the early voting. Uh, we have uh, we don't have uh, early voting locations, so you can't vote in person early in Pennsylvania. But there is no excuses absentee ballot, so you can request an absentee ballot and vote early. And uh, what we've seen so far this year 
is that that number is dramatically down from 2020, more so than what would be typical of a uh, of a difference between a presidential election year and a midterm election year. And so that's not good news for the Democrats. Democrats uh, on early votes back in 2020 got about 75 to 80 percent of the vote. And so the fact that that number is down uh, substantially for them uh, may show uh, uh, indicate a lack of enthusiasm of Democrats. Uh, they probably don't have as good an election day turnout operation as Republicans do because Republicans count on uh, day of voting and so are more oriented to getting their people out on, the, on election day. Uh, where Democrats count more on mail-in voting. So that's a good sign for the ticket overall uh, for congressional races, governor's race, not just the Senate race. Uh, but this still is a, like, it, unfortunately, in, in politics today, in a state like Pennsylvania or m- many of these deeply divided states where it's, where it's very close, uh, you have sort of two camps and, and no one, everyone sort of brush aside the, the, the problems with the candidates as long as the candidate is pure. And that's the case of John Fetterman. He's a pure progressive. And, and so the base of the Democratic Party is going to vote for him, whether he can do the job or not. Uh, Oz's issue is he's not really seen as pure. <laughs> he's not seen as a Pennsylvanian. And that's really hampered him and his ability to, uh, to sort of close the deal in Pennsylvania. So it's still a very tight race. This uh, survey that was conducted by Convention of States Action in partnership with Travalker Group, uh, this isn't one of those, uh, you know, a lot of these surveys, they, they poll 400, 500 people. Uh, that's really not a, a thorough poll. Uh, this, though, you guys surveyed more than a 1,000 likely voters on Election Day. What's the big takeaway from, from this polling data? Well, I just think it, that, that, it, that we're – we're sort of, I, I've been saying this about this election now. I think it's sort of, it's sort of cooked in that, uh, that, that people uh, are not believing what the media is trying to sell them and what the Democrats are trying to sell them, that, you know, that, that uh, the economy is fine and things are doing better and that, uh, and that, that they weren't responsible for any of these uh, school closures and they weren't, uh, they weren't responsible for, uh, for the problems of crime, they're not responsible for the problem, problems of immigration. That, that all of these issues that the people care about, it's it's now set in. That's people uh, are are understand uh, who's who's at fault, who's to blame. They assign it, and uh, and then they have to make their judgment, uh, looking at the candidates as to who they're going to vote for. But the atmosphere out there is very much against the Democratic Party and the progressive movement in America uh, in the 2022 election. Yeah, I mean, these are are pretty brutal numbers for the Democrats. 66% of American voters believe that President Biden and the Democrats have not made the case to support their candidates in the midterms. But I think the key here, uh, Rick, it's the independent voters. And according to your poll, 75% of independents are joining Republicans and saying the Dems haven't made their case. If those numbers hold true on election day, this could be a massive win for the Republicans. Yeah, it's like I said, I, I think the cake is baked uh, with respect to uh, how the people perceive this this election cycle and who's responsible. And uh, the, it really comes down to uh, how that inter- intersects with the actual candidates in the race. And, and what we've seen is that candidate quality matters. If you have a good candidate, look at someone like Kerry Lake in, in Arizona. Everyone thought this was going to be a really tough race and really hard because she was so extreme. She was a MAGA. She was 
she was at elections and I are all these things. And she is just walking away and she's walking away because she's a really good candidate. And then you look at Blake Masters. He's not a particularly good candidate. He doesn't connect with the voter as well. So you electric, same voting, uh, uh, you know, sympathies, if you will, out there. But candidates and the quality of the candidate and how they connect with people does matter. All right, Rick, we got to leave it there. Uh, we're up, coming up against a hard break, but we appreciate your insight. Great polling data, and uh, look forward to getting you back on the show soon. Thanks, Doug. God bless. All right, Senator Rick Santorum, everybody, from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. You know what's interesting? When you look at Pennsylvania, you look at Arizona and Georgia, you have the Senate races that are the, the Republicans are, you know, sort of all over the place. The gubernatorial races, you've got the Republicans with massive leads. It's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. All right, got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. Lines are open. This is the Todd Starnes Radio Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. David Bossy had to bolt, so uh, we'll uh, reschedule David at a later date. But that certainly does open up our phone lines. 844-747-8868 is our toll-free telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. want to go back to this, uh, again, the San Francisco story. Uh, here's... President Biden weighing in on it. Cut number two. And the generic point I want to make is that, you know, it's one thing to condemn the violence, but you can't condemn the violence unless you condemn those people who continue to argue the election was not real, that it's being stolen, that all the all the malarkey that's being put out there to undermine democracy. You can't just apologize and say the violence. It affects people's mentality. It affects how people think, particularly people who are not maybe as stable as other people. So the the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. You can't just say, I feel badly about the violence. We condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence. And this talk produces the violence. Thank you. All right. So originally, the the attack had nothing to do with with politics at all. Um, that, that that was the early reporting. Uh, we know that from the nine one one call that we've played over and over and over again on this radio show. Uh, the nine one one call where the police said clearly uh, that Mr. Pelosi knew his attacker. His attacker was a friend. That's how that was described by the police officers, and that the friend had a name. His name was David. Uh, you had the NBC News reporting early on, or rather the Fox News reporting early on, the local station, saying the two were in their underpants. And then you have the NBC station uh, saying they were found in the bedroom. 
So now they're they're saying none of that is true, and here's the real story about what happened. That's what they're trying to convince us of now. Uh, the district attorney originally said, well, by the, so the district attorney is now saying this was all about politics. Cut number eight. Gabriel Bachelor Mercury News. Um, I'm wondering how a, an individual was able to access the home of someone so prominent. Was there any security in place there? How was he able to open the door of this uh, uh, home? What I can tell you is that uh, there was no security present and that he was able to break the window to a glass door to gain entry into the home. Okay, um, so not only was it uh, – so, so again, it was politically motivated. Um, that's what the DA is saying. And um, cut number nine. Definitively say now this was obviously politically motivated. Yes, it appears as though this was based on his statements um, and comments that were made in that house during his encounter with Mr. Pelosi that this was politically motivated. Any evidence would go as far to say it was an assassination attempt? What I will say is that he was looking for the speaker at the time that he entered the home. Of course, the federal affidavit contains a bit more information about other things that he's, motivations that he's expressed, um, but he certainly did uh, enact what we believe is an attempt to murder her husband at the time uh, that the police arrived. I, I just had it. You know, I wish I would have been there because I would have I would have asked a couple of questions. Uh, they say he the guy actually broke the window to get into the into the home. I'm curious, how does that work where you break a window and the glass shatters back at you? So in other words, normally when you when you break a window, the glass falls inside, right? Um, that's not what happened here, and we and we know that because we've actually seen the photos. We have seen the photographs from local news accounts that that has happened. Megan Kelly says she smells a rat, as does Senator Tom Cotton. So we don't know what they're trying to do here. We don't know what they're trying to sell. We do know that now the feds are involved. You're never going to know. because the feds are going to take over. So they're going to spin this however they're going to try and spin it. My question is very simple to you. And again, we wish Paul Pelosi a speedy recovery. No doubt about that. Nobody deserves to have their head smacked by a a knife, by a, a hammer. I'm curious to know, is the San Francisco Police Department going to be under investigation? How is it that the San Francisco Police Department responding? And just think about this. They know where they're going. They know this is Nancy Pelosi's home. The woman who is third in line to the presidency, you get a 911 call that there's an intruder. How is it that the San Francisco Police Department just casually strolls up, rings the doorbell, ding dong, and then waits for somebody to open the door? How, how is it that there is no security at the Pelosi household? You heard the San Francisco DA say there was no security. Well, clearly you can see security cameras there. Were they not working? Are they there for show? What What's that all about? And I know, you, yes, I know you've got the people out there saying, well, you know, it could have been that there was a you know something, something going on here. Well, who cares? That's between Paul Pelosi. That's between the suspect and Nancy Pelosi. That's between them. It becomes a national story for us when they try to pin this on conservatives and try to convince you that this nudist from Berkeley, California, who is flying the Black Lives Matter flag and the gay pride flag is somehow a representative of the MAGA movement. 
I mean, do you really believe that to be the case? Or is this the October surprise they've been all talking about? I I find it hard to believe that this would be the October surprise. Because I think it's a dud. I I I don't think the average American, even those who are not even engaged in the political process, I don't think they're going to buy this. I don't see how they would buy it. It doesn't make any sense to me. 844-747-8868. That's 844-747-8868. Oh, we've got to talk about CNN, the most profane name in news. Crying Negro Network. Thanks, Judge Joe Brown. Um, Don Lemon. Now on the mornings, and he doesn't he look miserable? I mean, he looks really miserable on that morning show. Uh, Don Lemon was uh, pressing Fetterman on why he won't let his doctors speak out. Listen, we've heard a little from your doctor, but we haven't heard a lot. You're, you're asking voters to trust you on your word that your health is good without the, the full story. So in the interest of full transparency for the voters, do you think it would help if you let your doctors brief the press before election night? I think we've been pretty transparent. You know, we've we've had our doctors uh, just be very clear that that they're here, that we're able to and, and fit to to, to serve. And from my point, um, uh, you know, we've been also been very transparent in terms of showing up at a debate and very transparent about you know having events in front of thousands and thousands of Pennsylvanians for for, for months. And I was again no, it was no secret that I was going to miss some words. I was going to mush some words together. Uh, and and as we've been very clear in the debate and during during this this interview, I'm, I've been using captioning as well. True, I believe uh, we've been pretty transparent to give all the voters to to make it their their, their choice. And listen, I, I'm asking the question for the voters because then voters may may wonder: Is there a reason that you don't want your doctors to take questions? That's why I keep asking this. Stuff. Oh, I, I just I just believe that we have our doctors uh, just weigh in on that, and and they believe that I'm fit uh, to, fit fit to serve. He's the best the Democrats have. <laughs> All right, let's let's go to the phones here. David in Gainesville, Georgia, wants to weigh in on the Pelosi deal. David, I don't know to call it a scandal or a crime scene or what. It's just sort of weird. Yeah, and, and you know, we know they're capable of, of anything, but I'm thinking this is, I don't have any facts here, but I just thought I'd run this by you. What if the big guy just called Paul and said, look, Nancy's out of town. You're, you're just going to have to take one for the team here. Oh, wow. Really? You think that's it? I don't know. I just, I, you know, something's fishy. I don't know what it is, but... Uh, that was that was my thinking. You you know, just you're gonna have to take one for the team here. We wow. need you, Paul. <laughs> David, can you imagine Biden? He gets on the phone to Pelosi. Hey, uh, Nancy, it's uh, it's hammer time. Stop. <laughs> hammer time. Oh my God. That's terrible, David. That you need I to go know, to church and pray, David. Yeah, I know. Well, thank you, Todd. I appreciate what you do. Right. Listening to you. All right, take care now, Dave. <laughs> I, uh, you know, it's it's not out of the realm of possibility i mean it's really not let's go to let's go to martha in north carolina whkp our great affiliate there hey martha what's on your mind hey todd we'll have about 12 things on my mind but i know i don't have very long 
<laughs> but it just sounds like something, uh, a little rendezvous went really bad wrong. Uh, Nancy just happened to be out of town. Yes. And, and um, you know, you don't think that, I mean, the fact he took a hammer to the head sounds pretty extreme, but it just sounds like what could be more perfect for them. It's all over the mainstream media now. This is the greatest thing that could ever possibly have happened for them. And uh, it's just uh, the, the public is so used to being lied to. That's all we get are lies. We're fed lies constantly. And to get to the truth, it, it's, it's getting a little discouraging. But it'd be so great if just every now and then some real truth would come out on a lot of things, including Joe and Hunter and all across the board, Hillary and everything. Here's the here's the big problem, and this is a big looming problem, Martha, is that the mainstream media, they have completely abdicated whatever authority, whatever high ground they may or may not have had over the years. And people can no longer trust what they are literally seeing on the television screen because with, with technology being the way it is, you can manipulate anything. And you, you, what concerns me, Martha, is that we could end up manipulating ourselves into some sort of a war or some sort of an armed conflict. That, that's what concerns me. Yeah, I know. It's and scary. I love what Ted, Cruz, what Ted Cruz said about how back in Nixon's day, you know, it didn't, it didn't go, it didn't go the way he wanted it to. But now it does go the way yeah. they want to because everything's fixed. The fix is in. So. I just hope and pray that that these midterms go well, and um, we'll see what happens. But everybody needs to get out and vote. I know that. I'm with you, Martha. Great call. You give us a holler back one of these days, and and folks, I will say this: uh, on Monday and Tuesday, we are going we're going to have a lot of great guests. Uh, we're going into the we're going into the midterms. Uh, rocking and rolling, and we're going to be taking a lot of your calls as well. We want to know what's happening in your communities, your neighborhoods. We're going to do our best to give you comprehensive border-to-border, coast-to-coast coverage of the uh, the midterm elections. This is the headline. Where's Grace Baker? Grace, Grace Baker, paging Grace Baker. I'm here. By the way, very nice halloween costume yesterday oh thank you very much and little merlot was dressed as what some sort of a fruit or a vegetable or something <laughs> the banana peel from mario a bana- Kart. thank you a banana peel yeah all right i wasn't quite sure yes but we had a great time yesterday it was the, a lot of fun at the big uh, shindig and everybody came uh you know just dressed to the nines it was very nice so Caleb Park, our managing editor, has the following headline on my website. Have you seen this story? Oh, I have. I know exactly what you're going to say. And I just got chuckled. I glanced over <laughs> poor Martha, and I had to I had to stifle my laughter. This is the headline. I found Jesus in my chicken tikka masala. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like, from eating it? No, I... Well, you, you know, know <laughs> I had chicken tikka masala, but I didn't find Jesus after that That's meal. what I'm thinking. I'm just telling you. A Jewish man in New York City went viral for finding Christ in his curry. (laughs) Jeffrey Jordan was enjoying some Indian cuisine. Alan Morrow is the writer of this story. Alan's one of our interns. Does a great job. Um, Mr. Jordan was enjoying some Indian cuisine when he looked down and saw what looked like the face of Jesus looking back up at him. Why does this feel like the start of of a song? No, it's sort of like, you know, Jesus take the curry. I, yeah. 
I don't know. <laughs> Quote, when I saw it, it reminded me of a Pablo Picasso painting, Mr. Jordan said. I thought it was amusing. He took a photograph and posted it on. We've got the picture on our website, ToddSterns.com. And may I say something, Grace Baker? It kind of looks... Um, it does look a little bit holy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, it really does. It does kind of... I love uh, a good tiki masala. <laughs> I, I, my question is, did he keep eating it? Oh, I know. Like, after that, what do you do? He and said, then, oh, no, the dog gets a hold of it. You ruined a priceless painting! <laughs> It's like when you get the Lay's potato chips, and there's one that looks oh, yeah. like heart-shaped, and you set that aside. That's true. Right? Well, I get a mold it, eventually, but. though. Um, Mr. Jordan posted a picture on Facebook, which you can see on our website. And it, the sauce looks like a face with eyes, oh, long hair, and even a beard. Oh. You know who could have done that? You know they do that at the um, at the fancy coffee joints where they oh, like yeah. they Cappuccino paint, art. They paint something on the uh, coffee yes. and then you slurp it down. Mr. Jordan wrote the following caption: "I found Jesus in my chicken tikka masala." <laughs> oh. Is that the spicy one or the cur- I, there's one curry I really don't like. It's sort mm. of sweet. I feel like tikka masala is not very spicy okay. normally. All right, see. All right. Anyway, when I put my fork down, it moved a little bit of sauce around the eyes. Oh, Uh-oh. so it's staring back now, so it came to life? Telling you. Got to watch that Indian food. Commenters on Mr. Jordan's post said the image actually does not resemble Jesus, but actually looks like Jim Morrison from The Doors or the guy who plays Aquaman. Oh, Jason Momoa or whatever. Momoa. I never Momoa. can. I can't do the last names. It's all very confusing. So anyway, I don't know. Have you ever? You know, normally, it's like in a bagel or like a cinnamon bun in Nashville. There's a world famous coffee shop, the Bongo Java, right across from Belmont University. And for years, they actually had a cinnamon that looked like Mother Teresa. Oh wow! And then somebody ate it. That's tragic. That's very tragic. All right, eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. Oh, then there was the Cheeto that looked like Jesus. So they call him Jesus. No, I'm not. This is not. I'm not making this up. They called him Jesus. All right, got to take a break. Eight four four seven four seven eighty eight sixty eight. This is the Todd Stern Show. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists. The way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org slash impact. All right, folks, coming up tomorrow, big radio roundtable. Mary Walter, Jeff Stein, and Denise Quinn joining us. Also, Timothy Head and David Bossy are going to drop by. Real quick, let's go to the phones. Jeff, we only got about 45 seconds, so what's on your mind? Yes, sir. I just wanted to say about the Pelosi thing that uh, I believe what goes around comes around, and I'm not happy that anything happened like that, but uh, when you give out some judgments and and, uh, some calls, excuse me, like what they do, you know, I mean, some things can come back to you. I mean, if the, if the Lord don't protect us, then things can hit us. And sometimes he'll just move his hand and let some things hit us and see exactly what we're doing. 
Well, um, based on what we're seeing around the country right now with crime out of control, I mean, I think an argument could be made that we got what we asked for. And, and what did the majority ask for? They wanted to defund the police. And as a result of that, crime is off the charts. Uh, people are scared to go out of their homes. And um, let's just hope they're bold enough to go and vote on Election Day down at the ballot box. Hey, Jeff, got to run, my friend. Thank you uh, for phoning in. Folks, been a great show. Again, we are your election headquarters. Head over to ToddSterns.com. Read all the great stories Caleb and the team have been working on. Have a great day, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.